These are the realms where legends are forged. These are the quests that may brighten the light or cast the darkest shadows. These are the acts that will decide our fate. These are fortunes untold. I know you don't work for me. What's going on here? Hmm. Prisoner transfer. Where are you transferring to? If you're going to kick her off the edge, that's about all the transfers we get around here. Oh, dear. Metrix Karamagog wants her brought to his house for entertainment. Never happened before. Roll. <laughs> you're going to have to roll a bullshit test. Um, <laughs> I, I can respect the need for this bullshit. Pers well, in persuasion, please. Okay, well, I am going to roll... Uh, I'm going to blow my chroma okay. to try and replace that with vigor. But basically, I'm talking so quickly, yeah. he doesn't really follow what I'm saying. <laughs> if you can't dazzle him with brilliance, baffle him with bullshit. Exactly. <laughs> so let's roll vigor plus vigor. All right. Well, that's two successes. Uh, so that's a luminous success. So I get to replace two of my dice. Okay. And then, so I have two D10 and then a bunch of D6s. <laughs> So I rolled because he has, uh, oh, no, go ahead. That's not great. That's two successes. So I, I, I rolled three. Um, no, it's an opposed. It's an opposed yeah. roll because he's got mantle dice. So okay. I rolled for his mantle dice and he just looks at you and goes, you can get it off the edge or you can get in a cage. There is no other way off of the hanging prisons, but down. Well, in that case, I guess it's time for initiative because uh, I know Iris yeah. is immediately going for so, it. So yeah, so uh, so Twakley will go. Size up. You take the large one. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, thanks. <laughs> he starts uh, clanking his boots together and he grabs two of the he grabs like, two of the, the, the hooks, pulls his body up, and he's like, "It's time to kick you right in a good place." <laughs> and the, and the other guy the other guy's just like you can just see him he's just grunting and making he's like he's like egging you on alright so what Kyrus is going to do and we'll need to do initiative I know but Kyrus is immediately going to launch himself in basically a shoulder tackle right in right into the center of the warden cool that's that, but, well, that's like I said we got to do initiative, initiative of course yes. uh, what do you want for initiative athletics or well <clears throat> if it's going to be uh, yeah, you're you're moving across something like that. Vigor and athletics, yeah. Okay, so once again, I'm going to use a chroma. Okay. Terixians have a chroma called Baleful Flight. Oh. Which means that I can use my wind lore and my vigor instead of anything else for an initiative check. If I <laughs> succeed on the initiative check, I make a surprise attack before everyone else. I was actually hoping to kill one of you in my very first podcast <laughs> i know Let's that's why we it. were making it different. so who are you who are you flying at man uh like i said i'm taking the guard and leaving the the warden to to chad okay. i got really good on my initiative too so cool i will perform an initiative using wind lore and vigor okay fire away oh no it does say that if i i need to win the uh the initiative first so this actually okay. does still matter i got i got three successes so i got a total of luminous I got uh, four successes. Eight, eight, six, six, and a four on my spirit die. Nice! <laughs> so you got three? Yeah. You got four. Yep. <laughs> Chad had four. David had three. I'm not sure that a four on my spirit die does anything except maybe give me a fury point Guard in down. this instance. 
Alright, the boss got two successes. No, wait, no, 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 no. Nope, he got two successes. So he goes after you. After the. Um, let's see how the guard did. Oh, four successes. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> that, that, that actually surprised the, the crap out of me. Chad, just roll a d6 and whatever. If you beat my number, you can go first. Five. One. So you can go first. <laughs> All right. So like I said, what Kairos is doing is he's he immediately just launches himself shoulder down and charges the warden. And what I'm going to try and do okay. is I'm going to try and do a combat maneuver. Okay. Uh, specifically, I'm going to do outmaneuver, which costs two spirit or fury points. Yeah. And so what that is is it has a wide variety of applications uh, intended to cover any goal that will take multiple compounds completed, which has an ongoing function. You know. But the example they give... <laughs> is you've maneuvered your opponent back against a precipitous drop in an attempt to force them off the edge. <laughs> well, everything's a precipitous drop in this period. Yeah, so seriously, what Kairos is going to do is he is going to try and slam into this warden and knock him off the side. Okay, now... He might go with him, I don't know. We'll just to give out. you a tiny bit of advice, he is using his hands to hang on to two hooks. Mm -hmm. So you may hit him and he may swing back and swing forwards again. Just if you like, it's you can use it. Like uh, I don't see it not being an effective attack on this. Depends on how I roll. That's how he uh, he uh, takes this. Well, of course, but okay. I'm pretty good in these sorts of situations. Yeah, myself. go for it. No man, like I love I love the creativity. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, if you want to kill my boss, I'm gonna be so. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm going for. <laughs> and I'm gonna argue that's brawl plus might. Mm, uh, you're running at him. I with uh, I'm essentially getting it within range of him and just launching myself at him. I will give you brawl, but I want it with vigor. Because, oh no no, brawl, brawl plus might make sense. I was thinking athletics um, and uh, might, but yeah, brawl plus might make sense. Like I said, I may go over the side with him. We'll find out. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I'm going to cost you something on this because you're running across planks of wood. You're not got the same footing, so you're not going to be able to use the same quantity of like muscle and gusto. Not trying to be mean, but I think it makes I think it makes logical sense that you can't run across plank of woods and attack people. It only happened in Robin Hood Men in Tights, um, and uh, yeah. So, Are you saying that's not a documentary? Because I'm confused. It is not a documentary. <laughs> the UK is not typically like that. Not anymore. After last week, we changed, mm -hmm. uh, according to Brexit. But yes, so knock two of your die down to D sixes. To D sixes, or just down a level. Oh, down a, dock two of your uh, down a, Oh, wait, because you're rolling D10s, right? Yes, I'm oh, rolling right, D10s. No, yeah, don't do two D6s. Uh, do do, <laughs> do down like, a level. <laughs> knock everything down to a D4. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even roll that. <laughs> and then stand on them. <laughs> yeah, screw you, buddy. <laughs> I, I'm going to be one of those DMs. <laughs> <laughs> the walk of a thousand foresighters. <laughs> I just don't... You're just rolling so many dice. <laughs> It's, you know, I'm the DM and it's terrifying. <laughs> That's the fun of this game is he's just getting to roll a bucket of dice for everything. Yeah. Uh, that's three successes, but I got four and a spirit die, so that puts it up to, uh, what, a brilliant? To four successes. Or radiant yeah. success. Oh, you... you no, brilliant. Because it's brilliant, yeah, brilliant second, radiant's third, got it. Yeah. You know what? You smash into him. Now, I'm going to roll to see how he does. I'm not sure if you can stack combat maneuvers. I assume no, but it doesn't. I don't think it says anywhere you can because uh, one combat maneuver per action. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna roll and see how he does. 
Oh, wow. That's actually pretty good. Uh, yeah, I got three successes and... Yeah, I got three successes. So he's not... In my opinion, I think with three successes, he wouldn't knock off the edge. I will allow you to deal him some damage, though. How much... Uh, how many successes did you roll? Uh, four. Four? <laughs> Crap. Um, yeah, great. Thank you for your four points of damage. <laughs> I did build this guy kind of as a brawler. <laughs> it's like, you, you bloody well did. <laughs> so, yeah, like, he takes it, and he is, like, he is rattled by this. Now, mind you, he's probably going to kick me off the edge now. <laughs> <laughs> He bear, or you're gonna kill him? Bear your sacrifice. So a guard actually goes next. Uh-oh. Davery. Now, mind you, Davery hasn't moved yet. Davery hasn't moved yet. Unfortunately, so. I have. Yeah. So uh, the the guard gets closer to you. He he squares up. He's gonna rear back and try and punch you in the face. Mm-hmm. And try like if he sees you as a small bird creature, he's right. like, so get off. So how does so how does combat work? We haven't really done. Do do we make opposed rolls? Does he just so as it goes? For my point, I roll my physical dice, and depending on how much damage they do, it's how many successes you have, and have, okay. that's how many points of damage you take. Okay, so they're not opposed. It's just you make a roll, then I'll make a roll when it's my turn. Yep. Right. Okay. All right. We just hack away each other until one of us dies. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, you take two points of damage. Okay, is there a soak option of any sort, or is it just... I don't any... think so, because we like, we don't carry armor or anything like that. All right, well, I'll just mark off two of my little wound boxes here. Yep. Okay. It would be your turn, Davey. Okay. As we've been talking, in combat, you can either do one or two things. Let me see if I've got this right. Mm-hmm. You can either just straight attack, which is just rolling your dice, Yeah. or you can spend spirit or fury points, which we haven't really talked about fury, but fury is like a little micro spirit pool that only yeah. is you generate when you're in you're in combat and, um, you, and it vanishes once combat is over yeah actually speaking of that mm-hmm. Chad you got how many successes four four you uh, receive four fury points which you can spend ah, regardless okay. you spend them technically instead of spirit points gotcha yeah because you can use it looks like you can use either in combat okay yeah. but fury is essentially it's a temporary spirit pool yeah right. okay. and once you once it dissipates so no you get two sorry you get two okay Okay, so yeah, so I'm not going to spend spirit points, so I'm not going to be able to do a maneuver because I'm not going to waste my precious few. So I'm just going to make a straight attack roll. So fire away. All right. Uh, my belongings has a machete, so I'm going to whip that out and try and do an upper slash against this guy. No, this is a different thing you have to use. You have to use blades and vigor. Only uh-huh. if you're not a Terixian. Uh-huh. Terixians have an innate gift called, called Born to Fly where they can substitute wind lore for any melee skill. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, well. Mm-hmm. So it, you said Another it's plus vigor? Can... Yeah. Okay, so I use my vigor, but then I use my wind lore die. <laughs> What's your wind, wind lore die? You don't ask? D10. Oh, but of course. <laughs> Come on now. Because, I'm surprised I'm not letting you to roll D20s at this point. <laughs> because I'm born to fly, yeah. man. Apparently Skyborn are built to wreck my <laughs> my, my bad guys. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that is nine six six six. Oh, four successes. Four successes, baby. Okay, so you, yeah, that's four hits. Yeah, you cleave into him, and he, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say like it freaking hurt. You can see it. Like he like didn't expect you to pull a blade and just stick him with. It. But I don't <laughs> think he's seen many blades up here apart from the ones they wield. So when you start like full on, uh, you know what, Davey? You tell me what you do to him. <laughs> so like I said, he he comes up, swings, and knocks at me. And I 
duck to the side and grab that blade and just quick as lightning, it just whips out and cuts across his chest and up. Ugh, that is, he, he, he's not dead, but he like, it's like one of those things where you look at him and like, it's like the, the samurai movies, you look down and he's all cut to the ribbons and he's like, how did this little thing cut me in half? <laughs> Almost couldn't cut me in half. Wow. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. You have any, four points, right? Four. Yes. Are you sure four? <laughs> it might have been five. <laughs> I mean, if you really want it to be yeah. four. So you you get you get fury uh, you get fury points too. Um, All right. I rolled a three on my spirit die. Does that matter for the fury points? Or you um, just get four points of damage. He feels it. Um, Maybe a little whimper. Uh, so, like, yeah, you full and wreck him. Um, alas, no four on the die, or that would have been a, a nice little supply of... Uh, that would have been. Fury. I haven't been so great on the Fury, uh, the spirit rolls these last couple of times. I'm happy you haven't been good on the Fury <laughs> rolls. And now it's Big Boss Man turn, and he is not happy with you. Yeah, this is going to sting. So he's going to surge, which is rattle the cages. Each opponent on the same platform or bridge as the chain walker must make an open test. Oh Athletic, athletics or brawl versus physical. If the PC fails, they stumble and lose their footing, nearly plummeting to their death. The next action may only be a full defense maneuver, if they can afford it. Yeah, so you have to... If you, uh, you could fall. Whoop. If I fail on the rolls of if the you, things I'm the best at. Yes. Yeah. Shut up. Shut Could up. Happen. It can I'm happen. Hopeful. It does happen. <laughs> I mean, I have failed on those before, but. <laughs> Not with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, definitely brawl. See if I can uh, hang on here. Well, that's two successes right off the bat. Three. That's completely caught. Four. Five. <laughs> Six successes, but I got a three on the spirit night. Oh, no. so unfortunate. Just, and David can see them. I know. I'm looking right at all these tens and eights, man. <laughs> David, it's your turn, too. Both of you roll. I'm uh, flying. It, oh, you're, well, you don't roll there, David. <laughs> so I, he shakes flying. this thing around, and I just look at him like. Like, I, I think what you do is you, you grab hold of the chains and you're like, look, I can do this too. <laughs> and then you pick yourself up and then just put yourself down again. Like, We're just having a pull-up contest. <laughs> That's right. You're just doing pull-ups. Off the Shadow Hack falls off though. No, I'm just, uh-huh. I'm just kidding. I, what I'm going to say is like, because you've rolled so freaking well, you grab hold of her and you do like the one-armed chip and the other, he just looks at you just like, I've been perfecting that move for you. I've been perfecting that move for years, you get. I figure like an 80s action movie soundtrack is playing. <laughs> yeah. You're doing the, the T2 one-arm pull-up. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so like that's my move. Oh. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I would like to give it back to uh, Chad. Uh, so you don't roll initiative every round. It's just one initiative for the combat. I think correct? one initiative for it looks the combat, like. yeah. All right, so since I'm doing my one-arm pull-up, <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to swing. I'm going to basically swing back, and I'm going to try and plant a boot in his chest. Oh, cool. Uh, what I'm going to try and do is, since I have the fury points to spend, I'm going to try and do a mighty, mighty blow. Yeah. I will say after, like, because you succeeded with his last one, even though I knocked it off a little, like, he's, his arms are a bit weakened from that because you like, put a lot of strain on them. Um, mighty right. blow. Yeah, so what that does is... Uh, so what that does is two spirit points or fury points. Uh, it's a well-placed arrow to the heart, a sword strike fueled by fury. 
Uh, Mighty Blow are accurate fire maneuvers formed in conjunction with a normal attack. If the attack is successful, you deal extra damage equal to the result rolled on the spirit die. Oh, great. Nice. So I'm hoping I roll well on the spirit die. So is it plus the result on the spirit die? Or it, you, it... Yeah, it's at, you add the damage. Basically, yeah. you add damage equal to the spirit die. Okay, go, yeah, go ahead. Come on. Ridiculous. <laughs> it rains. You all slip off and die. Hi, we're to the game. Not me. I'm flying. <laughs> Lightning strikes you. <laughs> Heavy rain. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> uh, so that's four successes straight up. <laughs> and come on, spirit die. Come on, come on, give me that four. Give me that four. Four. Nice. You and the horse you rode in on. So you hit him for eight? Uh, yeah, I think. So hard. Like you hear a crunch in his His head. children feel it. Like, like he is, he's literally just like, you impact his rib cage. And you can see the bone sticking in, and it's like it hit his heart, and he's done. Like he's just like literally goes, <laughs> "I'm done. I'm just about done." He's like, no. uh, 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 "That was unexpected." And Get just, off my shard. He, but he falls, like he falls, and he is like, "I regret everything. <laughs> I wish I'd opened that cheese shop." Um, so should have opened a chippy. Yeah, he's. <laughs> He you smashes killed. somebody on RML down below. Yeah, you've killed, Bang, killed bong. him. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to roll some mental die for my other guy because he just watched his boss just get downsized. Um, <laughs> fuck, you know what? Resign or be prosecuted. He rolled three successes. He's pissed off. Uh-oh. You just killed his boss. Now that, he's sensing there's a promotion available. Yeah, he's like, if I kill these guys, I'm getting a promotion. So he goes next, actually. Uh, he's going to take a swing at you. Which you? I was going to say, the royal you? Wait, there's no royal you. Uh, oh, sorry. He's going to swing at Chad. Do you okay. know the one that, like, rage? Like, I'm seeing red here. Uh, two successes. So he does two points of damage. Okay. Out of the 14 I have. Shut up. <laughs> Ooh, you're mighty. Terixians gets, get less than normal because they're small. Uh, Even a yeah. D8 might. I only have 10. Oh, yeah, I've got 14 total. Okay. Davey, it's your turn. Never I- let it be said that Tawakle is unwilling to stab a man in the back. <laughs> oh, I would never say that. <laughs> no. He's <laughs> like, I forget you. I'm going for this guy. I Thank really, you. <laughs> I really enjoy playing with you guys. I do not really enjoy having my guys get slaughtered by you guys. <laughs> Remember, we are old and cunning. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, to be fair, I only did make a... Wait. So... I did roll two successes, yes. which is all, but I got a one on the spirit die, which I believe actually does something in Born to Fly. Yes! <laughs> At the GM's discretion, when making Windlore tests, a result of one on the spirit die adds one point to your spirit pool. Huh. Yeah. No, that's the, like... It takes... You take it from the sheer joy of flight that you take. So I just the basically sheer joy of stabbing. Yeah, somebody. I just basically fly past this guy and cut him through the back and go, "I love this." <laughs> Bloody satisfaction! <laughs> I'm having the best day. <laughs> okay, because you're doing your little sky dance and you like you cut him up the back because he's so. Uh, how many points of damage did you do? Two. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, I'm still over here doing sick curls, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Do you even lift, bro? <laughs> um. Oh, we went off the rails, didn't it? <laughs> off the chains. <laughs> yeah. went, went off the slats. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, um, he's been like, you know what? You're, he's attacking 
He's attacking Kairos. I'm going to allow you to roll uh, another, like, I made the point that he's attacking him. He's red-eyed. I'm going to let you roll another another d6, just just for the sheer point of you attacked him in the back. And I like the fact you added the Lenore and the, the whole joy of, of stabbing someone in the back. I got a six. Oh, perfect. <laughs> it's like a rogue and pathfinder. The entire concept is the sheer joy of stabbing somebody <laughs> exactly. in the back. Exactly. So he's he's bleeding pretty bad. Uh, I take it you're going to try and bring this home, Chad. Because <laughs> there's no boss to fight you. <laughs> sure there is. He just happens to be plummeting towards, I think, RML at he's, this point. He's still, he's still falling. He's still saying stuff as he's, he's falling. Like, ah, I'm rethinking everything I've ever done. <laughs> I was three days away from retirement. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, at this point, so he's basically behind me. So Kairos is actually just going to, again, I'm still holding on to the hooks because it seems like a good gimmick. Kairos is actually just going to swing back and mule kick this guy. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? Let's try and let's go for the outmaneuver because I have the the fury and spirit to do it. And I'm going to try and I'm going to try and mule kick him over the side. Okay. This is Sparta. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. This is. <gasps> that's uh, that's only three successes. Chad, you, you only need two. <laughs> hey. <laughs> he goes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my poem, my poem, sweet my poem. It's, it's basically the final scene from Die Hard. <laughs> he's just falling in slow motion, grabbing. For he, the... You're moving all in normal time. He's in slow motion. He's doing the whole grabbing thing, and you're just—he's just going. <laughs> he's, he's still in slow motion as we're walking away. <laughs> for some reason, but cool guys don't look back, so exactly. we don't see it. Then he explodes, boom! <laughs> There's flames and everything. And you're just still looking at. And then the prison falls apart for no good structural reason. <laughs> oh. Like all the other, like if there are any other guards, they're not, they're not coming over. Like, Screw this. So, we're gonna take a Shaktu Hawk with us. Yeah, well, I, I assume so. Uh, no, you kick her over the edge too. <laughs> That's right. This has been really fun. <laughs> 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 we're just gonna take other other uh, prisoners down, kick them off too. <laughs> um, we have become the new wardens. <laughs> well, you've been all big and you know buffed out and climbing through these white rings. It's actually a curse. Once you come down here, you become one of the guards. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're going to be a lenient guard. You're mm-hmm. going to introduce them to the joys of reading and tabletop games. <laughs> you're going to show them a podcast. We'll, we'll be changing the hanging, pr- hanging prison to focus on rehabilitation while you're hanging over the terrifying <laughs> abyss. Chatterhack turns to you guys and says, Thank you so much. She's very small, but she can tell she's very ancient. And she's emanating with, like, you can feel like a powerful presence. She's like, you can tell her powers are, the way they describe it here is nebulous. I love that word, actually. And she has like far ranging telepathy to such a degree that she reaches out and a giant sky ray lies underneath. Like, would you like a ride? <laughs> There's a few of them and they're like, they're giant, these huge, enormous creatures and they fly down underneath and uh, she steps off and steps onto one. And so if that's the case and there's all of these, I say we would release all of the prisoners. Would you, uh, would you like to release all the prisoners? Sure. Ah! <laughs> the likelihood that they should not be here is high. The likelihood that it will cause problems for the, the malicious government of Hark if they are released also high. Like Vive this. la revolution! One <laughs> right. is like, I can murder again! <laughs> you are staying! <laughs> no! I kick him over the side. <laughs> I, just, I just like, okay, so he's like, no! <laughs> he's, just like, he's the only one left hanging. 
and uh, you pilot this a normal creature up into the to the the city above and rest down back in the amphitheater. Thank you so much for saving me from that hell. And you, she hugs both of you. It's a tiny wee thing hugging the both of you. Even she even hugs you. Uh, enough, enough, enough. She's, she's like she's like nuzzling into. He's you. not a hugger. And Faradin turns and he says, "Welcome to the great circle of Skyborn." However, there is something I must tell you. You are in grave danger. And we that, got that. That's the end. That's uh, the end of the first uh, intro <laughs> part. <laughs> All right. Okay, so it's time for experience points. Uh-huh. So, experience points. Your experience points first. <laughs> the XP that you have got. Oh, the experience our character is awarded. Yeah. Okay. You get one XP per play session. Um, awarded at the end of each session, apparently. Um, plus, right. you get one bonus XP at the completion of the story. This was four episodes, so you get four XP. Plus, you get an XP for completing the story. So that gives you four XP. Total of four. Okay. And then do you get anything like you get extra XP if you particularly did something well or... You don't get XP. You get other parts. So basically, the longer you take to play each area, the more XP you get. So if you guys had just sat around and drank tea for a couple of sessions, Wait, what? Oh, for, yeah. so, we could, should have farmed. Yeah. Okay. Should have drug it out. If, if you <laughs> just embraced the hangover. <laughs> you, you know, it's like I said, like this really, like I said, the, the world's description really reminds me of like the old fan, the old Final Fantasy, like 10 and uh, 9 and 10 and all of those with all the weird creatures and the bright colors and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And just like Final Fantasy, you need to grind. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Kill all the people you find. And do it again next day when they uh-huh. respawn. There are two spare points. Um, the rescue of Chateau Hack is something to be celebrated. And add two bonus spirit points if a character made the leap of faith, which you guys did. So if you jumped onto the... You jumped onto the ray. The ray you went with her. Okay, so, okay. so that's a total of four mm-hmm. spirit points in addition to the four experience points. Yes. Okay. All right. You also get... You guys talked about money with Faradin Leal and uh, Faradin Lux. You guys talked about... You actually talked about funds with him. And it says, if compensation was discussed and you did talk about compensation, he's going to give you some wealth. So you get two wealth points each for each character. Woohoo, I'm up to four. I'm up to four. It, it also says you may also reward each character with a single valuable, a carved wooden banyari amulet representing either virtue or compassion. <laughs> Chad gets compassion. Um, <laughs> I compassionately kicked him into the void. It's a, it's a boot. It's called the boot of compassion. Um, <laughs> or the character's own core virtue. A gift from Shadowhawk herself presented in a formal ceremony. You might also consider saving this for a further adventure. So apparently it should be important. <laughs> but yeah, that's what you guys get. Um, now to upgrade your characters, there is a cost. Yeah, see there's a chart uh, yeah, it's on page uh, like 129. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like to buy a non-existent skill to buy that to a D6, then to upgrade it from D6 to D8 to D10 to D12. Yeah. And to do the same thing for your virtues and to buy new chroma. So, which it's, I mean, this is just a personal thing, but I don't love the fact that it's different costs than the character points that you have to buy in the beginning to, of the game. Yeah, when you're building your character, you have X number of points to build the character with. And the cost there is different than the cost for experience. Adding on something that doesn't need added on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And. But that's just a minor gripe and that's just a personal preference. From that, we go into our own experience points. (laughs) 
So guys, shall we start off with critical hit? What do you think landed? Apart from all of Chad's hits. <laughs> I, I really like that part. I was say, every boot. <laughs> For me, I think it's not so much anything about the system. I think there's some really interesting ideas, and I think there's some, some neat stuff with the setting. I think it's probably my favorite bit of it is some of the some of the uh, the ideas of the setting and you know parts of the adventure like you know the, the idea of this very lush colorful decadent party as a role-playing field i kind of for me that was really the biggest thing was more of the uh, more of the the general ideas and concepts of the setting i think are kind of are kind of neat yeah that's that's definitely my hit also is the world of overlight is. I like I, I would agree with that. I, like it's they've got some really cool imagery in there. They they definitely lean into their imagery and there's a lot of it. I liked certain elements. I actually didn't my hate I like the character sheet. You know me in character sheets. Um <laughs> I like the character sheet quite a bit. I actually like the different areas. I wish they were a bit better defined. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like the way it was laid out. Um, and I think it made it once we got the hang of it, it made it a lot easier to play. Apart from yeah, that's that's probably what I'd give up on too. Is I like the character sheets and I like the I like the world that they created. And by the same token, the the book itself is gorgeous. Yeah, I yeah. mean it really is. The book is nicely done the as artwork. far as the artwork and all of that goes. It really is. A, it is actually a very pretty book. Which I suppose we should mention we did receive this one for free. Yes, yeah. um, it was one that we were uh, it was passed on to us by uh, Nerds on Earth. So mm-hmm. right, but yeah, it's it's. Every page is colorful. All the artwork's gorgeous. It's and it's very the the artwork's not just like really pretty, but it's also very evocative. Because mm-hmm. like one thing I'm looking at is this great picture of this woman, RML woman, putting a mask on while she's standing sitting on this throne, and she's dressed in yellows and blacks, kind of reminiscent of a wasp. So mm-hmm. you get this this palpable sense of danger from a woman just sitting down. Like in a lot of the arts, like that. It's I will really- say they do keep the um, refractive light thing theme their theme their core theme of the light mm-hmm. is through the whole thing it's it's it literally is it's in the blood it's in all the dna of the whole book mm-hmm. and the whole uh tabletop rpg um that's how i've that, like i felt that they really got that point across quite well mm-hmm. and even adding in the dark elements like the the parts you're not supposed to touch, you know, the one <laughs> that, that we, were, we just dove into, the ones that you're the humanity was supposed to leave alone, uh, that we did not leave alone. Well, on that note, I mean, I think we all agree that, you know, the core concepts, some of the ideas, some of the world building, you know, in the book and everything are you know things that really hit with us. So what didn't? Well, actually, you know, before we move that, what didn't? What just didn't make sense? Let's go with that one, I guess. So you want to go with the sanity check? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what, so, you know, what, as far as that goes, like, from everything else, just kind of stuck out as not quite jiving with everything else. Probably that XP system that David mentioned. Yeah, it does seem a little, uh, to be fair, it's not something that's that different from what a lot of other systems do. Yeah. I mean, it, it is a little, a little off. I think for me, it's, um, I mean, I think it works, but I think the, well, um, what I can say for me, the, the big, confusion is not necessarily in a system or in the setting or anything, but it's simply in the book's layout. Mm-hmm. The book is, it's very disjointed. Like we were making a character and we've gotten pretty good at making characters. We can knock them out. It took me like an hour and a half to make a character. That's not that particularly complicated because like you start off and you have all of the worlds and then you have 
all of the the people and then you move into combat mm-hmm. and then eventually it drifts back into other parts of character creation and then it goes into history and then eventually it gets into equipment which you also need for character creation so you're just jumping back and forth and back yeah there's and not forth. a clear path I'm going to say this, I'm going to sound like a bit of a hypocrite, but that sounds like a sobriety check for me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Whoever made the layout of the book was like some kind of erratic. Yeah, Yeah, and it's a little all over the place. Yeah, and there are just so many places where you aren't sure what's going on. Like, like, I believe the Fury Pool is not listed near combat. Actually, I think it's somewhere else in the book. Yeah. So it's kind of like the, the layout of the book is not, does not flow easily. There were a lot of times we had to stop and flip through mm-hmm. and hunt around to find out the answer to the rule that was mentioned on this page. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems to me the Fury Pool itself is a little, I mean, it's spirit points. They're temporary spirit points you gain for hitting people in combat. I kind of see what they're going for, but at the same time, it seems like a little bit of an unnecessary subsystem. Right. Because it's like, okay, well, if you want to do maneuvers, you have to spend Fury. Why? Like, why, yeah. why don't you just do a maneuver instead of an attack? It's not like these are bonus actions. Yeah, and the, the thing is, if you look at the maneuvers, I mean, okay, you've got, you know, Mighty Blow. Okay, you do dexter damage. All right, I can see spending spirit points for that. But some of them are, you know, like the outmaneuver. That just seems like something that really should have just been part of the normal ebb and flow of combat. Yeah. It's like you describe what you want to do to the GM. Maybe the GM decides you do an opposed role, and you go from there rather than making it a whole separate maneuver and a generic maneuver at that. It's because it's essentially intended to cover all the stuff we didn't think of to put in the book. Exactly. Yeah. Like total defense is a maneuver you spend fury points on. Why? Like, why isn't it not just like, oh, I'm going to totally defend this out? Yeah. It's, it, it seems like the, the maneuvers could be streamlined. Yeah. And uh, in a way, because they don't, they, yeah, they just sort of stick out from the rest of the system as not being that smooth. Yeah. To me. Speaking I- initiative. We should just all roll die. I don't know why the, the, there's any need to overcomplicate initiative. Like, rolling for initiative should just easily be roll a d6, wherever you land on the d6. There you go. I understand what they're going for. They want the idea that if your character is good at something and the situation lends itself to that skill, you know, like, you know, Davery's character is diving to the attack out of the sky, so he uses wind lore for oh. his initiative. I can see what they were going for. But yeah. you could also argue that. Just roll a D8 instead, or roll a D10. But the thing is, and I get that, like, if my character is, so I'm a two-foot-tall lizard. Yeah. If my character is dive-bombing somebody in flight versus grabbing them and throwing them off the side of a cliff, (laughs) well, I'm a little faster than I am strong, so it's like, it's believable that I would be more likely to enact that speed maneuver. Yeah. So I, I like the initiative with skill checks that are not just, Roll a d20, add your decks. Yeah, because, because it, it, it caters to what you're good at. Right. I can see that. I just, I found it over complex. I think there's a, there could have been a way for you to stream like this. Like, if I have to roll a d6 for my initiative, like, say, because of my characters, the way they are, like, I have to roll a d6 for it, and you have to roll a, a d, whatever, d10, d12, um, that, that's yours. Like, you're getting that bonus. My character still has to roll the d6. Like, And that, that's a good way, too. And I, I think either one of those are valid. I just think that, yeah, like the whole like flat roll a d20, not a lot. Not well, a lot I, I don't believe like not flat rolling a d20 like that. That that makes sense that because but, you do guys get extra bonuses for the, the things that you're doing with. But rolling a handful of dice to just say, where do we who kicks first? You know? I, yeah, I can see that. But I think you're, you're you have to add a certain if you're going to go away from a basic roll a die and maybe add a modifier you end up adding a certain level of complexity regardless of how you do yeah. it. And at least in this instance, it it is 
the same as every other set of rolls that you do in the system. You're keeping the same die mechanic. Mm -hmm. So I, I, can I understand that. why. I just, I, I, for me, like the, I feel like it bogs down getting into something. Like it's mm -hmm. like, I mean, it's like opening up a door and you've got five locks to open up one door. <laughs> and instead of just like, let's go through and get into the fun stuff. It's like, let's roll thumbs and stuff to get into the fun stuff. I can see that. And it may be one of those things of like, once you've played Overlight for a while, it just gets fast enough to become yeah. second nature. Because mm -hmm. it's, it, again, it's it's the same thing. It's You're still making the same sort of skill check you make everywhere else. So eventually, yeah. what, with practice at those skill checks, you may kind of speed up. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I think it's one of the things you either like that you kind of like the mechanic or you don't. Yeah. And it, that's going to inform the, you know, how you feel about it. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I guess that kind of leads us on to so what did you really not like about it? I mean, what do you think it failed at just straight up? I'm going to come out and say something here. It could be because I'm a new DM and I've never done this before, but I've watched people. I listen to podcasts about it. I didn't get enough information. Mm -hmm. A lot of what I did here, um, and I hope you guys enjoyed what I did here, is out of my own noggin. Like, There's a lot of stuff in there that just I had to add so much. And the way they go, when they go into detail, they go into detail. And when they don't, you're in the desert. It's like <laughs> they leave you by yourself. And um, some of the, like when you're, when we're in combat, some of those characters, they could have really given me a lot more detail on who I'm fighting with. I should have had character sheets like you guys do. I like, especially if I'm trying to understand the system, that would have made a little bit more sense. Even mm. if it's a basic reform, instead of just the two bits of die that I got and some, uh, and one super move, I felt like I was kind of cheated. I know you you even mentioned something because I've never read the adventure, so I can't speak directly, but I know you even mentioned like, you know, there's one part where, where you're when we get the key and we go down through the 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 underdark, it, the underdark of Hark <laughs> to get to the jail, you're like, it's literally a one sentence. It's like, oh, yeah. and then they travel for a week. And it's yeah. like, what like that's that's an adventure of itself. And you have mm -hmm. to make a rule. You have to make a rule to travel for that week. So it's just like, can you imagine how cheated you'd feel as players if I turned around and was like, hey, by the way, while you were walking down all these stairs, you have to roll and it might be negative. <laughs> you fell and died. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, how, like, but yeah, how do you just, how do you just yada, 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 an mm -hmm. entire week of wandering through dangerous Everything tunnels. else has been over a couple of days, even a couple of hours. And we're going mm -hmm. like for a week. Yeah. It almost feels like they needed to make a certain page count underneath a certain page count and just chopped like what should have been a whole other section yeah down to that yeah like like when you said that i was like no you're just you're just missing a page and he's like no no look right here it's just mm -hmm. it's just one yeah, sentence what you said it's literally like yeah like like a sentence with no real even description of other than you go down the stairs under the monolith and you end up at a door. That's, that's it. it. Yeah. That's what it was like with characters too. They describe to you their motivations, their past, their history. The way they look, kind of, and then, like they should, like when you were when you were playing off against the bad guy, the one I didn't like, Caramag. Caramag. When you're playing off against Caramag, they should have told me the different ways in which you can manipulate them. They did give me a couple. They said that you can do all these different things, but they didn't really tell me what exactly I needed to do with mm -hmm. those things. Like it felt like I was like everything, <laughs> and I'm a little bit disturbed to say this. Everything that we did came from my head. <laughs> um, like, and I felt like I was just like, they didn't even say he had guards. Mm -hmm. They show you a picture. He's got two guards, but no guards. Well, and like for me, you know, play off of that. I'm not a new GM. I mean, I may not be a great GM, but I've been at it a long time. And when I looked at the Overlight book, I mean, I actually looked at it at Gen Con. And, 
you know, first night I was there, I was kind of winding down. I was looking at the book. And my first thought was, okay, you've got these neat ideas. What do I do with them? Yeah. Because, and I, you know, to relate an anecdote, I went to the, the book, the booth at Gen Con, and I asked, what would a typical session of Overlight look like? Now, admittedly, I wasn't talking to the creators, but they couldn't tell me. And as a, as a GM, if I have to, if I'm going to pitch this to a pl- to players, if I'm running something like Pathfinder or Vampire or Alternity or almost anything, I have a core idea of what a general session might look like. Even if it's something for Pathfinder as simple as you guys have just come of age in your small village and have decided to make some, something of yourselves in the world. You've heard there's a small tribe of goblins living in the cave down the road. Great. At least it's an idea. Yeah. I looked at Overlight, and I'm like, there's some really neat concepts here. I have no idea what the players are supposed to be doing. Yeah. And looking at this this starter adventure, I could run this in a countless other systems. Yeah. There's almost nothing in the starter adventure that really says, this is something you can only do in Overlight. This is something that's... It doesn't really show off anything unique to it, other than a few of the set pieces. They could have done shard travel. That would have been interesting. Because it's supposed to be hard. You know, contrary, I guess, to, to kind of segue to my mm-hmm. my failure, is I felt the characters were too specific. Okay. Because, like, I looked at a lot of different character types, and one of the ones I was interested in the most was the Hamanu, mm-hmm. the, the monkey guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. But you can only play those if you get another player to play their human. And once you do that, they have their own rule set that is independent of any other character type. So it's a bolted-on subsystem. Right, which there are only, like, what, six characters that you can mm-hmm. play anyway. So you've got six classes or you know, races, mm-hmm. and you've locked one of them into alternate rules already. So you functionally only have five and then out of those five, you've got like the Banyari, which like an example is there's one Banyari subtype, the Brendanol. Uh, these Banyari spend their entire lives among the flowing grasslands and revel in the ability to make huge swaths of terrain disappear. They are concerned with, they are only concerned with sprinting, dancing, mating, and drinking an intoxicating brew. So what do you do that with that as a player? Yeah, exactly. And like, that's it. Like every one of them <laughs> mm-hmm. are like that. Like all of the Banyari are like, here's their one thing they like. Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, Pyroi, here's their one thing they are interested in. And so you, there's nothing for you to say, okay, well, all you can do is the generic, I'm a PC, so I'm different. Well, and the thing is, is it seems to me that they kind of tried to patch that by explicitly saying all the PCs are Skyborn and all Skyborn have Wonderlust. Right, yeah, and that's it. it it's to fix the problem they did with their character design. Yeah, it, it, it seems like it's it's a patch job. and. Yeah, it's an awkward one at that. Yeah, right. It, I feel like this was written in another language and it was just translated incredibly <laughs> badly. Well, well, my beef yeah. was is like I said, it all of these characters are so very specific. It feels like they had a very definite idea of their mm-hmm. world, and so they wrote that vision, that story. But it makes me feel like I am trying to play in someone else's story. Yeah, I'm not making my own story. Yeah. Well, and on that note, the archetypes. You know, so you're speaking of the races being. Uh, very specific and it's a little bit of a personal pet peeve but you pick your race and then you pick one of a set of very specific archetypes you know like you know like all the Banyari ones are basically the different tribes 
you know the hum, the you know you've got different types of the uh, the monks. My character's archetype is street tough. You're not really building your character. You're you're building your you know your virtues and your skills within the guidelines of the archetypes and your race because they give you bonuses. But it feels like you're you're picking from a selection that someone else made. Right. Someone else decided that these six things are important for Harking. Because there are no real rules for, I mean, and certainly you could do it, but there's no real guidelines for creating your own archetype. No. And it seem, they also archetypes seem a little unbalanced because, for example, the street tough gets no bonus chroma. He has no wealth rating. He has very minimal gear. Whereas if you look at some of the other races like the uh, the Pyroi, what is it, the Fire Speaker? Well, I'm actually looking, because I was looking at the Street Tough, looking literally right above him at the Master Historian. Ten wealth points, D8 wealth, mm-hmm. tons of valuables, special gifts for themselves. Yeah, and tons of belongings. So they get all this crazy stuff. And like you say, you get nothing. Yeah, and some of the, some of the archetypes get bonus chroma. Right. You know, and it's just, and I understand it's, you know, it's more role-playing focused, but that's going to matter because it limits, in some instances, it limits the way you can roleplay. I mean, or, you know, how you're going to approach problems. Street Tough does not have the same options, which is fine, but it also comes to, why are any of these characters together other than they're Skyborn? It right. seems like they've created a world and shoved a system into it. Yes, that's actually a great way to describe it. Yeah, it really seems like these guys came up with their own world, which, as I said is a really fundamentally very interesting world, but then they kind of like, like you say, like they just kind of like clobbered, clobbered together. Like that, Maybe they were writing a story and then they were like, okay, we don't have a story here, but we could give people the ability to have their own. But instead of doing that, they just shoved a system into it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing with, there's nothing with Overlight that I don't think couldn't be told in another system. Another rule system. Uh, yeah. Just another rule system. The world itself is, is it's neat. It's kind of interesting. I think they sort of straightjacket themselves a little bit with the rule system by, you know, for example, you have to have an archetype, and that archetype is very specific. Okay, well, now why are any of these people doing it? Oh, because you're Skyborn. Yeah. Also, uh, okay. <laughs> who, limiting you to all this, when you're playing fantasy, you're wanting to play something like that you want to play fantasy. It's fantasy. You're, cre- you're creating something, you know? Like, I've, I've never thought, sat down and said, I want to play. I want to play a, a guy who works in retail and uh, has a Scottish accent. Like, it's not like I never want to play like that type of person. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying like that one of the options for this is a guy who works in retail and Scottish accent, but I don't want to be boxed in by someone else's concept of what I have to be in a fantasy setting. Like, if, if I want to be a, a dragon kin that, that mm-hmm. has, uh, that's an alchemist, that'd be actually, I really do want to be that now. Um, but like, that's why I want to be. Like, I want to be, be able to create my own thing. I don't need to be dictated Well, to. I think arch- archetypes would be fine if they were there as, hey, you can pick from these if you don't want to come up with your own. Right, but here but, are the rules on making Exactly, your own. but here are the guidelines if you want to make something equivalent. Because as near as I can tell, and I may have missed them, but I don't think so, there are no guidelines for creating archetypes. No. I think you're right. I don't think there are. You know, like how much how much relative wealth rating should I give? What kind of gear, would you, generally speaking, would be appropriate? It's not there. Yeah. And and I'm with Andrew. It kind of feels a little limiting. Like I'm picking from someone else's selection of here's the PCs you can play. Right. You know, honestly, like 
as much as I'm saying, like, here are all these problems. You know what I think this book could really benefit from? Mm -hmm. A second book. Like, I feel like yeah. there's so much here that just gets glazed over or unexplained or limited to a finite number of options. Like, like I said, like, you have five races. You have three archetypes each or whatever. Like, give me more races. Give me more archetypes. Give me the rules I'm making my own. Mm -hmm. You've got this cool history. Show it off. Because yeah. he, in the, at least the parts I read in the book didn't really explain it. Like, the Terixians fly from shard to shard and the RML like Have air airships, but they don't really do a lot of great detail there. I want to know. I mean, maybe it's just because I'm a huge nerd, but <laughs> I want to know the economics of different shard worlds and how people move back and forth and what they do amongst them. We we did make a lot of assumptions when it came to oh, how to understand, like, why are there slaves? How how did these people become slaves? Like, well, where th are they coming from? I think like, it's because we had to. Yeah. The book is has a certain inconsistency of detail. It's super detailed in some spots, as you point out, and it's super vague in others. Right. And, and it, I think it may, it simply speaks to what the, the authors maybe thought was important at the time. But from the perspective of running or playing in a game, it's like some of these details are kind of needed to actually flesh out the world to a to a point where it makes sense right and i think there's there's such a i think there's a great kernel in this game oh and yeah. i like i would 100 i'm like man just give me more like mm -hmm. that that's my biggest beef is just give me more detail do you think they were worried they just made the book too big well I mean, I mean there are obviously printing costs and like i said it's a colorful book and that cannot be yeah. cheap oh, so i mean i'm sure there was a certain practical side the to text it. is a bit, a bit and, big though and i wonder if maybe you know they're planning on those things coming out because uh, i'm sure there's going to be additional books for Everlight. no no system puts out one book and says one and done but man maybe they should have put out two at once <laughs> maybe there there should have been the option to buy a player's guide at the same time one yeah el one else my beef says when you were playing against the the when you were at the party and you were playing up against Karamag? Karamag. The options I was given for you guys was none of them were killing. I'm gonna put that point there. <laughs> but there was you can give you're gonna give them something or like they didn't tell you, hey, try and get the like a favor out of them. But if you get a favor out of them, it's not something pleasant. Mm -hmm. If you steal it from him, he's going to come after you vindictively. And the third one was, if you kind of seduce him into it, like... He gets, like, crazy he obsessed He gets obsessive about you and comes after you. It's crap, crap, crap. Like, <laughs> and you killed him. And it was the good one. Like, like there's, <laughs> there literally was no repercussions That was the for happy that. ending option. <laughs> well, they also say he's, like, he's out there by himself. So his family don't care. Like there, there's no family on this. Like nobody's probably going to come and avenge him. No, and they also right. think it was someone completely separate. So you guys, I don't know if it's because you're like, you ran ahead and cheated. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but I think it's because you're you're well played enough that you understand like the fine dynamics of murdering uh, the rich. <laughs> I'm not sure what that says about us. <laughs> of when it is and is not appropriate to murder a nobleman in his bed. Yes, it's pretty much always appropriate. I mean, uh... so I think we should we should uh, go to the final question. And that's uh, save versus death. I would like to start this and say, if they fleshed this out, made this better, and probably got some, some really took some perspective and, and like wrote it out a bit better, I would be willing to try it again. As it currently stands, we've played better systems, and I would probably lean to more trying something else. Um, I'm actually, I've actually been more interested in playing something else we've done. I'm going to come out and say I was probably coming from a DM. I think maybe I chose the wrong one to start off with. <laughs> it was it was, it was was harsh, and I think I burned out a few brain cells coming up with some stuff. 
Well, you pulled out of the spin admirably. Good. <laughs> you know, honestly, I'm pretty much with Andrew. I think there is some, there's a fantastic core of ideas. I mean, there really is. And if they expand on it and maybe work on some of the system, but as it stands, I wouldn't play it again. I, I just, I can't, could not in good conscience say I would play it again. It's not to say it's a bad game, and for some people it will probably really click, but it's not for me. Right. Um, probably pretty close to the same thing as y'all. If, you know, I say if, when the uh, the player's guide comes out, I'll absolutely read through that because I want to see, I like I say, I feel like there's a great kernel here. There's hope for it. Yeah. Like, there's hope in this game. There just isn't. But yeah, if they, you know, if they made a player's guide, if they did a world book, if they did a system agnostic book, or if they did like a, oh, here's Overlight using the Pathfinder rules or something like that. Like, yeah, I'd probably tear this up because I think it's a, it is a cool world that's not just your standard, hey, here's a bunch of elves who love plants and here's a bunch of dwarves who have beards and drink beer. Like it's, it's exciting and weird and unusual stuff. Even the stuff that creeps me out like the centipedes. <laughs> <laughs> like they're neat. There's a lot of neat stuff in here, but it's just not presented in a way that makes it clear how I can have fun in it. Yeah. Yeah. I would say as, as a GM, I would probably come back and mine this for ideas. Oh yeah. But I would not as in its present form, be willing to run it. And I would have to think really hard if someone else wanted me to play in their game. As a GM, I would, I, I would agree with that. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. And, uh, and that's our review of overlay. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed me DMing for the first time. I will be trying again with some other systems and I'm actually looking forward to it. Hope I didn't drive these two completely crazy. And I did do when I say like, a, they did give me a lot of help with this. Uh, so blame them more. Um, <laughs> okay. That was Overlight, a game of kaleidoscopic fantasy. If you have any comments or if there's a game you'd like us to play, please contact us at fortunesuntoldpodcast at gmail.com, the Fortunes Untold Facebook or Twitter, and you can also find us on Google Play or iTunes, and of course at our home on the Nerds on Earth website. Thank you for listening, and roll on. You've passed the buck. It's the first rule of all GMing. Good, <laughs> good. At least I've learned something. It's someone else's fault. <laughs> all right. <laughs>